0: Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And we are here to talk to you guys about all things witchy. And today
1: about specifically the season of winter.
0: And this is our first podcast, our very first episode, so thanks for joining us. Um, there's always the possibility of some hilarity, chaos, and um, hysteria, actually.
1: <laughs> Never. <laughs> because we're just
0: winging this. Yeah. So, um, So, you know, Veronica and I have known each other for over 20 years, and we have been practicing uh, paganism, I guess, or an eclectic form of earth-based spirituality um, in a women's circle for 16. 16 years. Yeah. Long time. 16 years of that 20 plus years we've known each other. Yeah. and we would like to share some of the things that we've learned over that time with you guys so that maybe you can bring a little bit more magic into your day-to-day lives. Because, you know, really, whatever spiritual practice you have, it's about bringing that into your daily
1: life. Making it practical, usable. Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: So because it is winter and because actually yesterday was um, in bulk – we thought we would talk a little bit about the season of winter and some of the activities, the holidays, um, where it falls in the wheel of the year, and maybe even talk a little bit about the wheel of the year.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. Some maybe some some magical workings you can do during the winter, and um, things you can do for your body, mind, and soul.
0: Love it. All right. So Veronica's super prepared, and she has this beautiful notebook full of notes. And so maybe you could talk a little bit about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll start at the beginning when I wrote the first thing I think about with winter is I guess maybe because I'm feeling wintry today is the, is like what winter feels like um, inside myself. What does winter evoke feelings? Um, a lot of times it's darker. Um, there's rain or snow. Um, it's cold. It's, it's cold. It's a time to be inside. Um, And so it just naturally, you know, we go inside ourselves. Um, That could be positive, we can turn that into a very positive thing. And we can also have feelings of depression and sadness. And um, so there's that as well.
0: Yeah, because this is the darker part of the year and our days tend to be shorter and our nights much longer, Um, you know, some people are actually affected by that and end up with seasonal affective disorder, also Mm -hmm. known as SAD, and they do start feeling more blue and depressed. And also for some people, uh, those days that go on and on of rain and rain and rain or snow and snow and snow and and just feeling like you can't really get outside and move around in the world um, without being wet or freezing. That also can wear on a being um, and create some more feelings of depression or sadness. Um, But the flip side of that is that it can also – some people love feeling cozy. I love sweaters. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I'm super into my sweaters (laughs) and my wool socks. Um, And so this time of year, it Mm -hmm. just – it's like, oh, yes, sweaters and sweatshirts, layers. I'm all cozy. I got blankets. Um, I get to wear caps, knit caps. So, um, that feels good and drink warm tea, hmm fires having fires in your house, I love, yeah, totally, so there's these lovely pieces to it, too that feel very comforting and home and hearth like
1: yeah and 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 with that, I, um kind of segue into things that we can do um is as we're going internal, and we have these these maybe more time inside. <laughs> Unless you're going to work every day, some people do that too. Still, um, there's time you can you can start doing dream work and trance work and and um, shadow work. So this is a time to go inside yourself and maybe just see what's what's a percolating. Yeah, what's what's the inner practice? And for those of you that may not be familiar with
0: shadow work or dream work, um, these are topics we'll cover in, in depth in a future. In future episodes. Um, But the simple piece of thinking about this is just what Veronica said, which is about going inside. Like Mm -hmm. when you tune into what's happening internally for you, what is that? Um, This is a great time to, you know, if you want to do simple dream work, just writing your dreams down Um, when you wake up in the morning, taking that extra five or 10 minutes to kind of explore whatever the last fragments of memory are from your sleep self. Um, that's a great way to do dream work
1: and then divination too i mean there's that's like anytime you can do divination but this it feels like being indoors and that internal work of like asking you know spirit asking what what is this about um what is this dream about what is um what is the season why am i feeling this way or you know that kind of thing
0: right yeah just and and divination is um a, a deep and varied process. And for those of you that are listening that may never have too, you know done any type of divination work before, this can be as simple as pulling a book off a shelf and flipping open to a page and pointing at a sentence, like asking the question in your mind, what do I need to think about today or what what can I, you know, meditate on today and then pulling that book, flipping it open, pointing to something and seeing what sentence you read and then asking yourself how does this pertain to my life? Mm-hmm. Um you know if you already have oracle or tarot cards you can pull a card for this type of thing. Um there's a lot of different ways to use divination and those are some of the more sim- simple ways. <clears throat> Excuse me.
1: Yeah, maybe segueing um to uh the body at this time of year um whereas we have less activity um it is darker. um, We're getting less light. So um, we're receiving less vitamins through the sunlight. Um, So now's the time to take care of your body and your immune system. This is big time. Most time people get sick in the winter. So making sure you're getting the vitamins and minerals that you need if you're not getting the sunlight Um, and taking care of your immune system. Um, Maybe Emily might want to share a little bit about uh, in our group every year, we make fire cider. Um, you want to share about that a little Sure. More?
0: So um, I am not an herbalist. Let me just start by saying that. Veronica is the herbalist of the two of us, and she's actually <laughs> studied this. Um, I am like a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants herbalist. Like, you hey, <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a good thing. Or what is this, you know, as I'm flipping through a book, oh, what does this say can help boost my immune system? So fire cider is something that you can create at home um, really easily. And I'm not going to go blow by blow by the recipe right now because I don't have it in front of me. But the gist of it is, is that there's like onions, garlic, horseradish, turmeric, um, parsley. Yeah, peppers, Mm -hmm. peppercorns. Um, You mix all of these things. You chop them up, put them in a like a gallon-sized jar, and then you pour um, apple cider vinegar over the top of it. And you let it sit and steep. And in our group, we bury it for like, what, six weeks? Mm -hmm. Um, And then we strain it off and everybody gets a little bit of it. So it's actually part of a ritual and um, part of the like health magic and also kitchen magic that we do as a group. Um, But you can do this at home Mm -hmm. by yourself making your, you know, your kitchen more witchy and your body feeling a little more witchy. And just, this is one of the ways you can bring practical magic into your day-to-day life.
1: Yeah. With that too is, uh, soups and mm-hmm. making, I, I, a big thing that I like to do is like make an intention when I make a soup or a stew or something, um, And then stir that in clockwise, like with my spoon, I'll be, oh, I'm going to stir in some more tolerance right now if I'm having a little problem with patience, (laughs) you know, or uh, some more love, some more understanding. The soup, I'm going to eat this and feel infused with hopefulness
0: Mm -hmm. or health. Mm -hmm. you know, or joy, or like you're saying, any intention that you want to stir in, you really can. Um, It's just about starting with that intention because intention is really the thing that makes the mundane magical, Mm -hmm. right? If if you come up with, I'm taking this action to create this, then you are making some magic. (laughs) Yeah. It's really that simple. Yep. Yeah. Yeah did you have something more to say on that Veronica? Mm,
1: I don't think so. I'm thinking about, you know, this, the things I like to make in the winter time and mainly it's, uh, and tea. I mean, Mm tea is another thing. Um, so much tea, lots of tea.
0: (laughs) I drink tea all year constantly. Like I'm a day long tea drinker (laughs) and I always drink it hot. Um, even when it's, like hot outside. It's sort of my jam. So, um, you know, in the winter I just up the game and I tend to feel more called to things like, um, spicier. Ginger. Yeah, exactly. Oh, ginger is my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. Ginger, nutmeg, um, licorice. I love licorice <laughs> root. Veronica does not, do like, not licorice like licorice root. <laughs> But it's really good for you.
1: <laughs> it's also good for stress relief, actually. That's,
0: yeah. But I love that you're like, ew, because this is the other thing to remember about making magic is that part of what you choose to do in your kitchen or in your practice is about choosing the thing that's right for you. Mm -hmm. So just because a book says, hey, licorice is really good for your throat and soothing,
1: if you don't like it, Mm -mm. don't drink it because it's not really your medicine. Yeah that won't do what you want. You'll be like, oh, I'm drinking this. This is my, you know, just like your parent, you know, when you were little, you have to drink this medicine, take it down. But the thing is, the wonderful thing about plants too, is that there's a whole smorgasbord of different kinds that you can Mm -hmm. pull from just like anything in the kitchen. like. You know, a friend of ours is allergic to garlic and onion. So that's really difficult. But you can find other things that you can use instead of that.
0: Well, and even in making (laughs) fire cider, she went and discovered all these recipes for making fire cider that do not include onions and garlic, whereas that's like key ingredient that you tend to hear about. So you can get so creative as long as you're listening to your body and you're also making educated choices. So, and you start with your intention right. too, Thank you know, you. what's good yeah. for
1: you. Yeah. So.
0: And by yeah. the way, when I say educated choices, I'm just meaning like you don't want to just walk out in your yard and pick some stuff that you're not too sure about. And, yeah, don't do and make tea. Um. yeah, don't do that. And <laughs> make <laughs> tea. Yeah, don't do that. Because there are plants that are poisonous. Yeah. So you want to make sure you're kind of following up. And most places, um, you know, at least in the United States, if you can find a natural food store, um then you might be able to talk to somebody who works there and have access to different both tea, plants. Bl- yeah, yeah. plants, tea blends, that kind of thing. But there's also some really good um, online resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mountain Rose Herbs is one that I, a lot of my herbal friends, yeah, go to. Do you have another go to? No, no. Okay. Um, yeah, we have our local. We have a lot of local stuff here. Yeah, we happen to live in an area that has a, an herb school. Um, that is pretty well known. And so I think that also plays into part of the reason mm-hmm. we have such access to these herbs and plants. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I don't we didn't talk a little bit we haven't talked really about the holidays that happen during winter time. Yeah. Um
0: so for people who aren't familiar with the wheel of the year. Yeah. Um the wheel of the year is the holiday schedule.
1: <laughs> 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 it's our holiday schedule
0: uh, that we follow, and that um, you know has its origins in more ancient times when one would follow an agricultural cycle because mm-hmm. of survival. Really, so many of the holidays—there's eight of them—really um, hinge on the sun, <sighs> the sun, and the <laughs> harvest, and planting, and growing, yeah. and you know saving and cleansing and all these things, right, that you needed to do to live. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we'll just talk right now. We won't go over the whole wheel of the year, but we'll talk right now about what, what we see during the winter months. Um, and what we see during the winter months is first winter solstice. Yes. And this is the shortest day of the year, the longest night. It is also the start of winter. Um, and... It's, you know, usually filled with celebrations, feasting, coming together is a really big thing because in the dead of winter, you know, you may not have seen your neighbor for a few weeks and who knows mm-hmm. if they're still okay. So it's a time to kind of connect with other people um, and have our,
1: yeah, community. Storytelling. Storytelling is a big Story-telling. one. Storytelling. Mm-hmm.
0: How do you pass the longest night, right? <laughs> what is the thing you will do by the hearth with your community? Um,
1: yeah, and this is—I mean, in in the Nordic tradition, it's the time of Yule, and this is the Yule tide is happening. Mm-hmm. So it's like a whole season, just like that's where the twelve days of Christmas came from. So you had this whole season of the Yule tide. Um, the solstice being, you know, the least amount of light. So that kind of marks a really important time because then right after you're like, yes, the light's coming back. Yes. After the longest night, yep. you start mm-hmm. to see slightly tiny bit
0: longer days. It's
1: kind of strange because it's still winter. It's
0: very, and it's the it's, first day of winter. Yeah. Right?
1: It's the first day of winter. So you're like, what? But it, it's still, it's still dark and cold. Yes.
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, and then following, so on the wheel of the year, it's about every six weeks mm-hmm. is another holiday, a passage of time marker for the passage of time. Um, so about six weeks later, we find ourselves at February first, <laughs> and this is in bulk, um, and this was yesterday. So um, happy in bulk, yes, happy in bulk. Also <laughs> sometimes <laughs> called Bridget, and in um, Christianity, it has been called Candlemas. That's right. So, you know, this is really a celebration. Again, we're we're still celebrating the return of the light. We're still celebrating mm-hmm. this promise of spring to come. And now we're halfway through
1: winter. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting. You can just I uh, hear, I mean, it's in Northern California, but here you're just starting to get the stirrings of spring like you can there's some days are a little bit warmer you can uh, the smell is different the bulbs that you've planted i've some of my bulbs are coming mine up too, mine too. like it, it's like oh there's this promise that things will grow that things will be better even through this dark dark time that we're living through on multiple levels that there is this light that's returning there's hope and in addition to that you know, Veronica's
0: talking about the bulbs and
1: all of that, but even the colors outside mm-hmm. are changing
0: because you're seeing more of that fresh green grass, right, cropping up through the mud. I was noticing mm-hmm. yesterday all the little tiny sprouts that are trying so hard to survive my dogs running over them in the backyard. But, <laughs> but they're trying, and they're all bright and green mm-hmm. and lush, and all the trees are starting to get little tiny buds on them as I was pruning my roses last week, I was discovering, oh, look at all these little buds yeah. that are popping out, which really helped me to know where to prune. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, everything is, is awakening. And for those of you that are living in areas that are still under snow or are still having that kind of um, solid icy ground, all of this is stirring beneath that as yeah, well. Yeah, it's like a blanket. Right. And as we get into late February and March, often you're starting to see more of that slush time versus the snow time, um, where if it does snow, it turns into slush or it kind of melts away quicker.
1: And then finally the thaw, that will happen. Yes, it's coming. (laughs) It's coming, everyone.
0: Just hang in there. Um, But yeah, so this this holiday is also the start of the lambing season. Yeah.
1: So you're seeing the birth of babies,
0: little baby fuzzy lambs.
1: So cute. And so the milk is flowing to feed these babies right.
0: and the and actually in bulk, I believe means Mother's use milk. milk or use milk. Use yeah milk. yeah um, I believe. so you know that's I, I'm pretty sure I read that um, <laughs> at some point along my journey. Um, but people would take this used milk and use it to bless their mm-hmm. fields for fertility for the coming year, right? because it's not time to plant quite yet. yep, but it's coming. And so we want our soil to be like ready and fertile, and you know, really getting prepared to provide this abundance of the crops that
1: people depend on. We all depend on to survive. And I, I didn't say this, but they do this at Yule Tide too, because you have a Yule log. You've all heard, most of you've heard of a Yule log. You burn it, and then the ash you save. I've done this before; super cool. You save the ash, and then you till it into the soil mm-hmm. as a way of blessing. Nourishing, and we all, you know, also know that that brings, you know, certain vitamins to the soil as well. Um, so yeah, and, then, yeah, both and,
0: these times, and circling yeah. back to the idea of intention, right? What when you were burning your Yule log, what was your intention, right? Calling back the light yeah. and, um, holding that
1: nourishment, yep.
0: fertility, yep all the yummies. So you're burning that into your Yule log as it burns away. And then you're taking that ash and tilling that into your soil. Mm -hmm. So it's just this, you know, I love this because it's this a cycle, right? Everything is a cycle. And, um, this is just an action that is speaking to
1: that cycle. I think that's the wonderful thing about ritual. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is why we do ritual or why do we do ritual? Why would we burn a candle? It's like, you know, um, it's that feeling of you have these thoughts, these feelings, these things you're wanting to express or that you're wanting to manifest in your life. So it's something you can do physical that bring, you know, it brings it out from the inside into the practical, this is what's, this is what I want to happen, you know? And so you're bringing it out from inside, you know, from inside out, um, counting on. It's staying out there and manifesting in yes. the world. Yeah. 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 And all these
0: things that we're doing, you know, kind of looping that statement back to the beginning when we're talking about that winter is a really good time to do inner work and go inward. Mm-hmm. It's a really good time to really turn inward to see what is it I want to bring into the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the things that happens at Bridget, so at at Imbolc, we also celebrate the goddess Brigid. Um, and one of the things that at least in the tradition I was taught, is that during this time you make a pledge to Brigid. And so this is like making an in, your intention known, stating your intention to the goddess and saying, this is what I am going to do. This is what I am going to manifest, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, and it, again, it's bringing that intention from inside out. Mm-hmm. And in this case, having it be witnessed often you know, if you're a solitary practitioner, you might be doing this on your own, but you're asking Bridget to witness and hold this intention with you um, for the coming year.
1: So, and what I noticed, just and what I in the a couple of years ago, I made a pledge to myself that I was going to take a bath at least once a week, as with plants, as a way of. Um, becoming more in touch with my with my body. Um and I actually did it, which was surprising to me cuz many years you know I've done this many every year, you know, and some years I'll make a pledge to Bridget that's ridiculous, way out of like what am I thinking? Like why did I Is that you attainable? Know, Is that attainable or it would be way out in the left field and I have to go through, you know, like five different steps to really do it. Um so yeah, making, uh, making your intention or your pledge or whatever, however you want to call it, practical and something that is something that's going to be helpful for you that you're working towards in a positive way, um, I think would be it, what, in my experience, is um, the most fruitful, the most helpful
0: well, it's like a New Year's resolution, right? Yeah, People make exactly. New Year's
1: resolutions. They're like,
0: I'm going to quit doing this, and I'm going to go to the gym every day. And I'm, you know, is that sustainable? Is it attainable? Yeah. And I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind whenever you create an intention. You know, I I'm of the mind that if you really desire something and you set that as your goal and you're feeling driven towards it, you can attain it. But is it is it something you can bring into your everyday life um, without suffering? <laughs> to do it? Or, um, or is there enough time in your day? You know, you might like Veronica just said, she set this pledge to take a bath once a week, but had she said, I'm going to take an every hour day.
1: Yes. Come on. I wouldn't be able to do that every day. Right? You don't, you yeah. just don't have that time. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, making it something that is potentially attainable and sustainable for the coming year. Um, and one of the other things about Bridget to, to take into consideration when you're making a pledge is that she is, um, she's often considered a triple goddess. So you think of her like kind of holding that maiden mother and crone energy. Um, but because we're celebrating this at this time of year, she is often looked at as the maiden. Mm-hmm. Um, and and because of this, um, you think of that
1: fertility, that sort of... Um, the ability uh, to co- to... To produce yes yeah.
0: exactly and so one of the things well I'm gonna I'm gonna get off track here so let me get off track and then I'll come back but one of the things people used to do is to create dollies that represented Bridget and take them around to people's houses to bless their homes for the coming year with abundance and fertility so that being said I want to talk about Bridget and about making pledges to her um you might be thinking along the lines of uh, fertility what do I want to grow? What do I want to mm-hmm. grow and bring into my life? She's also a creatrix. So she is um, considered a goddess of like poetry and art. Yep. So is there something creative that you're wanting to bring into the world?
1: She's also a blacksmith. Right. She's so awesome. she uses she really <laughs> makes – she makes it. Right. She can make it happen.
0: Right. Yeah. So what are you, what do you want to make? What yeah. do you want to create? What do you want to bring into being? Um, she's also considered a healer. So is there a mm-hmm. part of yourself that you're wanting to pledge to work on healing over the coming year? Uh it's just if you're gonna make a pledge to a goddess, it's probably good to know what they what they're into. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, check her out. You know, look her up online because she's pretty amazing and she has she's steeped in history and And, um, you know, Catholicism came through or Christianity Mm -hmm. came through and made her a saint. And there's a reason why they did that. Right. Well, she had a lot of followers. And
0: that was a big reason um, to keep her alive so that people would kind of also follow that new belief system. Um, She also is um, associated with wells and water. So, Mm -hmm. and springs. So, um, in Ireland, there is still a spring, a a holy well that is Bridget's holy well of healing. And um, I know within the tradition that we have followed and kind of learned from, we utilize this time at Imbolc to honor the waters of the world, um, to bring waters together. You know, within our group, we all bring water from different places we've been or our homes. Um mm-hmm. and we bless that water, we pour it all together and bless that water and consider that sort of to be Bridget's holy well. So
1: yeah, I mean this this time of year, especially well with water right now, you know, um we bring the blessing and the healing of clean water for all. Yes. Um and so we, we've talked about different ways of doing that, but, you know, you can bring your water together, you can bless it, you can tone over it. That's like making, a, a, you know, energetic sounds, rattles, drumming, um, just to like raise the energy and then visualization of that, sending that out around the whole planet of healing the waters um, and then, you know, allow and then pouring the water back to the earth or, you know, you know, giving it back somehow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Um, this
0: holiday is also associated with fire. And fire is something that in this situation represents two things. One is cleansing, right? Because fire is cleansing, purifying. The other is actually the return of the light. So again, we're holding that vision. The sun is coming. It's going to be warmer. Mm-hmm. We're going to have those, better, those brighter days. The sun is going to help nurture our crops and grow the things that we need to survive. So, water, flame, Brigid, She's got so much going on. Yeah,
1: she has a like. I mean, there, and a lot of these goddesses, you'll find, you know, it's life and death. It's mm-hmm. it's both. Like it's all this. It's not just oh, she's the goddess of blah blah blah. It's like no, she's probably the goddess of blah 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 and blah 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 and <laughs> blah 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 blah. Because you know, we we want our you know we want to embody. The balance of both ends yes um and then when you're calling in a goddess so if we're calling in bridget like we're calling in these energies this is what she's invoking um and representing in the work that we're doing exactly Mm -hmm. wow yeah yeah, that was like a lot of things that was a lot of things (laughs) and that was just all wrapped up in winter and and we could probably just keep going on um but we won't for no, today because, yeah. yeah, we don't
0: want to, we don't want to overwhelm y'all. Um, And there's just so much to talk about and we're not out of winter yet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, we, you know, we, we'd like to, to break down some of these practices we discussed and um, because, I mean, trance work, shadow work, dream work, you know, all those things are, are really um, amazing things to do during this time. Mm-hmm. And, and as Veronica
0: mentioned earlier, divination as well, and mm-hmm. that there's a lot of Different ways you can do that. So, um, so come back, visit us again. We will be touching on some of those subjects over the coming weeks, and then as we transition into spring, we'll have like a whole new flow of things yeah. to talk about. But for today, I really appreciate you joining Thanks us. For joining us, and stay tuned for future episodes. Um, If you have any questions, you can email me at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net, and we'll be happy to address them during our next podcast. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait! Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.